Welcome back, everybody, to episode 25 of Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. We are quarter of a century old in podcast years. I'm your early nerd, Joel Reeves. Sitting next to me, as always, Taylor Salmon. Hey, yo. How's it going, sir? How does it feel to be 25 years old? Feels good. Feels in good to be young. Years. Feels good to be young. I know. This podcast is younger than both We're of us. We're only going to just, like, get old and nasty and decrepit from here on out. What term did you we'll use to describe this? What? You called it the... The... Come on. I don't... Sorry. I'm the Hunger busy. Games? Oh, the Quarter Quell. The Quarter Quell. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you didn't want me to mention that. <laughs> God damn it, we're not. Yeah. We don't want to associate with those movies. No, I'm just kidding. We're not a young teenage no, it novel. Is, it is our Quarter Quell. It's our, it's our mid, mid-life crisis. And that's only if you do not count the original batch of failed Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcasts. Yeah. Which I think got to... Nine or ten? Yeah, I think it was something like that. But we don't talk about those. It's okay. Because they're horrible. And you'll never find them. Because yeah, they're really maybe, only on my computer. Yeah, maybe Joel will like, release them out of the, out of the dungeon one, one of these days. and like Maybe maybe someday. Maybe. Maybe. Probably we'll not. See. Probably not. But it's okay, because they have all of the new podcasts to listen to. Mm, you've got 24 of them after oh. this one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Comic-Con is coming up. Yes. Very quickly. Three mm-hmm. weeks away. Yep. Um, I'm going to be bold AF, as the kids would say, and state that I'm going to – we we are going to record a podcast for every day of Comic-Con. Yes. And release it. We're going to try. No, I'm so – the gonna do bold it. AF part was that we're just going to do it. Okay. We're going to record gonna a new bring, episode every gonna, day. Are you going to bring the mixer down? I'm going to bring – yeah, I'm going to bring the whole rig. Down? Yeah, I'm going to bring the whole rig down. Do it in the hotel uh, room or what? Yeah. And we got guests on uh, the podcast. We're going to bring back Dom, our friend David McGreevy, who was on the podcast. That was a great episode for everybody. We got a lot of good feedback from that one. Um, I have a lot of friends from Reddit who we're meeting up with at uh, Comic-Con to like wait in line with. I'm going to have some of them on the show. Uh, uh, My friend Rena, who runs a great podcast called Push Your Glasses Up. Uh, She's going to come on the show as well. Uh, I'm sure Pat, because he's... He'll be there and yeah. he'll be drunk. Yeah, so. yeah. We need that. We need that. Uh, that fourth mic going, man, so we can get a get a full round table going. We do. Yeah, yeah. We have to figure that out. I will also look into purchasing a fourth mic before we get down there. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It depends. Or an H four N. Whatever. I don't yeah, know. Anybody that's who what has I was going to say, like, I don't know. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, I know someone who does. Oh, do you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, man, it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to to that. I mean, well, okay, so for me, it's I'm still not sure. I'm gonna be at Comic Con two of minimum two of the five days, but I'm still trying to figure out if I can go for all five days. So yeah, um, but you know, we can obviously count on Joel to be drunkenly be uploading mm. podcasts. So drunkenly, so for for the masses. The copy the on the site is always pretty good with uh, description and show yeah. notes. Uh, between July 20th and the 25th, if you see a, uh, uh, a post that just says, uh, I'm drunk, here's the podcast, it's just because it's Comic-Con. Yeah. So just listen to it's it. It's all good. You'll get the, you'll get the latest updates. We're going to all be doing different stuff, which is going to be great. I think that's the, I think that's the coolest part yeah. as well, is that, uh, I do very different things from then what you and Sean do. Yeah. Oh my God. Sean's going to be on the fucking podcast. Yeah. Uh, so we all do different things, and then Dom, he does his own, he does a lot of the gaming stuff, yeah. a lot of the outside event stuff, yep. so I think we're going to have a lot of really good different aspects to what Comic-Con yeah. is for people. Absolutely, it'll be fun to like put it, um, 
to put it on on record, so to speak, this year. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It'll be a better version of what we did for New York Comic Con, where Sean had to leave like immediately. I know, and then I wasn't there, and I felt so bad about it. Yeah, so like, we're gonna do that, but better. It'll be great. Yeah, exactly. Taylor, roll those sweet smooth jams. Waka waka. Okay, so nerd news. The first nerd news, nerd news, uh, and actually it does have to relate to Comic-Con since we were just referring to it. Yes. Um, DC is coming to Comic-Con with 21 television shows. Like they're bringing 21 shows to Comic-Con. They have like a bunch of new shows that are coming or something like that? No, they're just bringing all of their shows. I didn't even realize there were 21 DC shows though. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Warner Brothers. Is coming to uh, Comic Con. Okay. Most of them are gotcha. DC related, okay. but that, that's that's crazy that they have twenty one shows that they need to promote. Right, like, that they seems have a like list. Overkill. They have a list. So here we go. Uh, the first one, which actually I had to look this up, Riverdale. The fuck. Get this shit. It's the Archie show. They're making an Archie show on the CW called Riverdale Archie. because, and once I looked it up, I realized that Archie goes to Riverdale High. Right. Yeah. So that that makes sense. Uh, I don't know. It's a CW show. I, I'm probably not going to watch it, but I do like Archie, so maybe I'll check yeah. it out. I don't know. Then we got Powerless. Okay. Uh, no idea what that is. Didn't even have time to look it up because I don't care. People of Earth, Time After Time, Frequency. Don't know what any of those are. Teen Titans Go. Do know what that is. Yeah. Justice League Action, The Big Bang Theory, The 100, iZombie, The Vampire Diaries, Blind Spot, which has been a Comic Con for a while now, yeah. The Originals, Lucifer, Gotham. Supergirl, Arrow, The Flash, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Supernatural, and Animaniacs Live. They're bringing all these Animaniacs shows. Animaniacs Live? What oh, the fuck yeah. is that? Don't know. That sounds incredible. Right? But yeah, they're bringing... That's a lot of shows, man. Yeah. A lot of them are in Ballroom 20. Uh, actually, it's looking well, like none of them are in Hall H. Yeah, they're, they're not, I don't think they're bringing like, a lot of movies, though, this year. Are they? No, besides... but Supernatural's been in Hall H. On yeah, Sundays yeah, yeah. from time to time, but it yeah. looks like this year nothing's in Hall H for mm. Warner Brothers. Well, for the TV side. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Great. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, I can go on record by saying now I will see none of those panels. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> you know, If anybody else wants to. Yeah, I mean. Let us know what I'm happens. Not, I, I, I get the whole panel thing, but it's just not like I've sort of grown a little cold to it over the last couple of years, especially after last year where you had to wait like fucking 15 hours to get a spot in like Hall H for Saturday, you know, or, or, what, or it was Friday. Yeah, let's act like we totally did that. Instead we of having did. one friend sleep in line for us as we went back to the hotel room, had a but really good did, night's sleep and came did. back in the morning. No, but the point I'm making is, like, we did have to sit in Hall H all day for the one presentation. Like, uh, the food in there I mean, you sucks. may have not have been like, as excited as I was, but I always oh. go for Walking Dead, Game of oh, Thrones. Oh, yeah, I was excited And then about, it was Star Wars. I like, was excited about that stuff, but that was, like, three hours out of, like, eight that you have to wait for the panel. You true, know? true. I 
I guess I'm because I've been doing this for twelve years. Yeah. I guess I'm just used to it. Yeah. Like I dedicate at least one. Like eight, oh man, it used to be like. I was fucking Hall H fiend every day, right? Yeah. But back then it was easier. You could literally just walk up and walk into Hall H. Yeah. Uh, but now I try to at least dedicate one full day to Hall yeah. H. Um, so, you know and what? I feel like I'm just I, used to it. I feel like one day is fair, but like there's people that still like you that are Hall H fiends that just go all the days. And I'm like, yeah. that's fucking crazy, dude. Like, I couldn't imagine shelling out all the money to go to Comic Con and then just spending it all day, every day in Hall H, you know? I mean, when you're the button lady, that's all you do, man. That's what I'm saying, dude. Shit, people like that, man. Dude, the button lady has a GoFundMe right now. Really? For what? To fund all the buttons. No shit. And I really just think she's just oh trying to get God. free free passage to Comic Con. Oh, my um, God. But she was like, oh, buttons cost a lot of money to make. <laughs> And I'm like, you just want people to pay for your Comic-Con experience. Oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah, just come out and say it. Fuck. Well, she's been going to Comic-Con for a while. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing the button lady for um, a very, very long time. At least as, yeah, say as long as I've been going. Yeah. Probably way longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. B5S. Batman 5 Superman. Shithole of a movie. Yeah. Directed by a shithole of a you, person. You finally saw it. I don't know if we addressed that on we the We did. Podcast. It was okay. god awful. Yeah. But uh, everyone was like, no, the Ultimate Edition's going to come out and it's going to be so much better. Because it's hard R. Um, so the Ultimate Edition has been screening. Yeah. Just started screening. A lot of people are actually saying that it is an entirely different movie. Yeah. Our good friend Steve over at mm-hmm. Collider, Mr. Frosty. Yep. He said so himself. He said it's a completely different movie. Yeah, and he, he said, said I'll never watch the theatrical exactly, version again. Yeah. This is a whole different movie. Yeah. Um, though other people have said if you already hate the movie, this isn't going to change your mind. Yeah, which I kind of feel like I'm going to be in that camp. You know, like, yeah. It's going to make. I feel like it's going to it's going to solve some of the problems that I had with the movie. But I feel like there's general decisions and through lines that they made that like you can't really fix with a director's cut. Why did you, you know? say that name? Yeah, that's one of them. Or why Lois throws the spear away. And only, then goes back and yeah, gets it. Yeah, and then it. only has to go back. It's like, come on, guys. Like, dude, it's, uh, Well, I think that's what one of the reviews said, is it's, uh, oh, if you don't like the Martha conundrum and why Lois dives back in to get the spear, those don't go away. Yeah, the, <laughs> well, and the end doesn't go away either. So yeah. that was one of my big problems. Um, so. I'm actually still debating if I'll even watch it. I want to watch it. I want to give it a shot only because I'm a Batman fan and we're going to get more Batman. We're going to get more Gotham City, which is what I wanted in the first place, you know. Wow. Um, so I think, you know, there's those people that are that are going to love this. And then there's those people, you know, much like you said, they're going to be like, yeah, it's the same movie, just longer. <laughs> God, you know I, I mean? can't so. even imagine. You know what? You know what really blows my mind? And it's probably just because I'm biased is that there are DC fanboys out there uh-huh. like DC sucks. Like, I'm well, sure they have the same thoughts DC, on, like, Marvel, but, like, DC, has, DC sucks. Has, How there be DC, DC fanboys? DC has its good characters, and it's not so good characters. It's got Batman. That's it. Yeah. Well, Batman is obviously one of those. But I still think that the movies haven't really done justice, no pun intended, um, ah. to the Warner Brothers universe. You know what I mean? Not at all. Um, so I just kind of, you know... I just really hope, and I think they're starting to realize, like I read, uh, they did a set visit, Steve from Collider was one of the people that went and uh, they did a set visit for Justice League and everybody on set was saying how like, you know, we really learn from our mistakes and we're trying to, but the thing is, is 
they're going in extreme, so it's like they're really dark and gritty, and now they say they're really trying to lighten it up a lot. It's just going to be cheesy. And I feel like it's not going to – my fear is they're not going to find the happy medium. You know what I mean? That makes it different from a Marvel movie, but still fun and watchable and enjoyable on a summer popcorn-y kind of uh, scale. At least we're going to have a buff J.K. Simmons. My question is, is like, are we going to see him like in the gym in the movie or are we going to see him like with his shirt off? Because like, what is the point of having a buff Commissioner Gordon? Like if you're not like he's he's he'll be in a T-shirt. That's what I'm saying, though. But it like, just says still. Gotham PD on it and, his, and he'll be his, fucking busting have, out of it. And then he'll have bat nipples. Yeah, oh, he'll have all all Rubber of nipples. the bat nipples. Yeah, Joel Schumacher make his he'll have cameo appearance. Every single bat nipple, so he'll have like eight of them. <laughs> It'll look like he's has udders. udders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll be great. Oh, uh, that's funny. Um kind of in the same vein, if you were a heroin addict, you could draw this conclusion. Uh these two relate. Uh Nicholas Winding Refn of uh Drive fame. And most and, recently Neon Demon fame. And less less fame. <laughs> yeah. From uh Neon Demon and Only God Forgives. Yep. Um, and Bronson. I, did, I love Bronson. I did, I, I, I did like Bronson. Yeah. It's a great um, he wants to make a Batgirl movie. Yeah. Apparently he's really interested. Like he actively is interested in like trying to get a Batgirl movie made, which. I'm going to say hell no. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of just like, is this going to be like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I. There is a large trend of taking these niche indie directors mm-hmm. and blowing them up for superhero films. We've got Joss Whedon. Um, yep. We've got <laughs> Christopher Nolan could be considered one of those people. Yeah, I think. yeah, because he was pretty niche in like, indie. Like with Michelle first Gondry, team. first of all, yeah, for Green Hornet. That like, was yeah. You don't take these kinds of people and put them into fucking superhero movies. Yeah. Like, you just don't do it. So, and I think even like, and some of those happen to work out right um mm. i think taking refin and trying to do that with him mm-hmm. is the worst scenario yeah of it that would be like saying we're gonna take a blockbuster director let's take michael bay yeah. he's gonna direct um an indie rom-com yeah like that like you okay you can take someone like uh john favreau Mm-hmm. Who has directed big blockbusters, mm-hmm. but he can also, you know, he do little movies he, like Chef. He can also do like the smaller films, right? Mm-hmm. You've got those people that can do the both. Yeah, Michael Bay is not one of those people, and I feel like Refn is absolutely not one of those people. Yeah, he should be nowhere near any kind of a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. I feel, uh, though I it is know. DC, so he can go and fuck it up all he wants. Just, I'm not going to stop I, him. <laughs> I just feel like it would be like a like a Batgirl movie on like acid and steroids at the same time, you know, like yeah, like that's what it would feel like. Imagine Batman versus Superman, but with Batgirl and having taken acid and steroids, and that would be the ref version of and that like a hundred percent more Batgirl masturbating like halfway through the yeah. movie. Yeah, there would be one long ref scene where she's like trying to fight a villain, but it's all in her head and she's dreaming and she's masturbating at the same time. Yeah, and there's like really like red and purple lights coming in through yeah. like the windows. Yeah, like Sounds like legit. the red lights for like the police, but then like the purple lights because like the Batgirl costume. It'll yeah. have this weird dude. You gotta you gotta copyright that idea before Refn takes it, man. He can fucking shit. have it. Yeah, I don't fucking want it. <laughs> you couldn't. I was about to. Say you yeah, couldn't pay I me just, to direct a Batgirl movie, but you could. I just I don't know. It's it's an odd choice, and I don't think it'll ever happen. I think that's just kind of like 
someone asking a question like, what blockbuster superhero would you like to direct if you had the chance, even though he never would? You know, it's like it's like when Darren Aronofsky almost directed The Wolverine. That was going to be incredible. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. How everybody was excited about that. Yeah. Like, oh my god, yes. Um, I don't hate Man's Gold though. You know, he did a good job. No, that's what it was. And he's coming back for the third one too. James Man's Gold, right? Uh, Mangled. It. Mangled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I was. Yeah. I was fine with that. He was a solid choice. Um, although the third had uh, the third act of that movie is kind of a train wreck, a little bit. Little bit of a train wreck, not a huge one. That is totally who directed that movie, right? Yeah, James Mangold. All he right. did like 310 to Yuma, yeah, and yeah. um, fuck, what else did he do? There's something I can't remember what he did before. Uh, I did like 310 to Yuma, yeah, that was a good movie. That was a really fun movie. Christian Bell's great in that film, and Logan Lerman, Where is son, which is such a weird pairing now that I think about it, but it's a great pairing, but it's just. I always forget that Logan Lerman's in that movie. <laughs> it's one of like his first things, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. He was young at that point. Yeah. Uh, next up, Daniel Radcliffe said that he could maybe possibly consider reprising his role as Harry Pothead. <sighs> and, uh, and, and immediately the internet freaked out saying, oh my God, Harry Potter's coming back. And it's like, that's not what he said. Yeah, that's a total internet reaction. His quote specifically said, the ex- <laughs> the script had to be great, the circumstances had to be extraordinary. He's just saying that he's not saying no. Yeah. He's not saying we're doing more Harry Potter. He's just saying, I'm not saying I won't do it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I just, I, 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 I don't even know what to make of a comment like that. That's like someone saying, like, we want to we wanna make a Harry Potter movie in the future. Like, of course they want to make a fucking Harry Potter. In the yeah. Like, of course Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe never wants stop. to replenish the drug fund. You know what I mean? Like, he does need more Coke. Yeah. So. Um, I heard he ran out. Well, he's not, he's, he ran out of Coke. He didn't run out of money for the Coke. But eventually yeah, right, he's right. going to run out of the money for the Coke. I mean, he's been hanging out with Paul Dano a lot, and I hear he does a lot of Coke, too. Oh, really? Well, they're in that Swiss Army Man film or whatever together. Have you seen the trailer for that? It was fucking insane looking. I've heard I hear great, it's. Though. I hear the movie's uh, crazier than the, ma- the than than the trailer makes it look. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, this sounds incredible. Like, can you imagine just the amount of coke that both of them do together? Yeah, they were like in their trailers between between setups, like just doing lines and lines and lines. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's really the only news there because he just said I might consider it, and the internet exploded. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people I know were a part of that. Speaking of the internet exploding, Mark Hamill, also known as Luke Skywalker, made a comment. There's a lot of comments being made lately about once episode eight is done filming, he's out of a job. Yeah. And the internet exploded. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, my God. Luke Skywalker is going to be killed in this next movie. This is... Proven fact. It's been written in stone by Moses himself. Okay. Aside from this story, could we all agree that Luke is probably going to die in the movie? Like, we all kind of, I think, assume that. I think he'll die by the end of the trilogy. I don't think he'll die next movie. That would be smart on the part of the filmmakers, because then you don't have that, like, that... I don't know. They always it's just Star Wars following the same pattern, you know. I think like, next I think next movie is going to be a lot of the training. Yeah. Right, of the new Jedi. 
And then the third film will be like a face-off between the old Jedi and the new Jedi, right? Yeah. So like Luke will fight some old Sith motherfucker and then yeah. the new, right? Like yeah. I think he'll survive. But like the point was that everybody freaked out saying like, oh my God, this is solid proven fact yeah, that well, Luke it's dies. Just, it's just stupid. Like I, they're going to have to kill him off at some point. You know what I mean? Like obviously he's going to die, but I think saying, oh, I, it's it's like actors, they say, oh yeah, I finished this uh, this this role and I'm out of work, you know? And that's basically what I feel like he was trying to say. It's because they're not currently working anymore. Exactly. Yeah. That's it's what I'm because saying. until the next movie, him, like, making, he's out of work. Making a fucking joke. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's Mark Hamill. You're always out of work when you're done shooting until yeah. the next film and then yep. you have a job again. Yeah. I really think that's what he meant. Yeah, I think so too, but... Um, but I you just, can't I stop the internet. No, people blow this shit out of proportion, and it's just a lot of articles on the internet today really bug me because they're so baity like that. You know what I mean? Where it's Taylor? like Luke Skywalker's gonna die in Episode Eight. You know, and it's like here's ten things Mark Hamill said about Star Wars Episode Eight. Number six will blow your mind. Oh yeah, it's a clickbait article that I just wrote for yeah, you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> That's pretty much it, is that he said something, yeah. which was totally understandable for him to say, which was, until next time, I don't have a job, because yep. he doesn't, and the internet was dumb. Yep. As it, as it usually is. Indeed. Uh, here's where I exploded, though. This <laughs> next news piece is, um, I'm going to be those people we just talked about. Uh, John Boyega. Man, that's such a good segue. He was just in that Star Wars film with that yeah. one guy named Mark Hamill. Yeah. That's so good. I know. It's going to be cool FN to see them have scenes. 2187? 2187. He tweeted, hanging out with Joe Cornish. Oh, shit. We're brainstorming. Attack the block reunion on yeah, its way. Yeah, y'all don't know what that is. John Boyega was in this little movie way before y'all know who he was called Attack the Block, directed yeah, by incredible. Joe Cornish. He was incredible in it. Phenomenal. He played a yeah. character named Moses. That was pretty much like the movie. Like, he came out of obscurity. Like, they cast oh, all yeah. those guys out of obscurity, I think. So oh, that yeah. was kind of the movie that put him on the map. So, And he was killer in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Frost was in that film. Yeah. Right? When he was funny. But really, John Boyega stole the fucking show. Yeah. Um, and Joe Cornish Ooh, worked a lot with uh, Edgar Wright on the Ant-Man script for the eight yep. years that they were developing Fuck, it before. That, that still makes me so sad, by the way. <sighs> yeah, before the world But I'm excited for depressed. Baby Driver. Yes, exactly. Baby Driver's going to be awesome. Yeah, that. before the depressing reality of no Edgar Wright Ant-Man, Joe Cornish also worked on that with him. He's, did, uh, he Did he do... What's that? He didn't do Oblivion, right? No. That that uh, that Tom Cruise movie? No, I don't think so. I don't remember what else Joe Cornish did. Anyway, the fact that they're reteaming and that Attack the Block was fucking awesome. Yep. I really hope that it's another... I mean, okay. I was about to say I wanted it to be another sci-fi movie, but that's all John Boyega's been doing lately. Yeah. He'll probably want to do something other than a sci-fi movie, I think. I'd like to see him do... What do you want? Like a hard cop drama? No, I think it would be something fun. Like, I would love to see... Like Like a comedy? No, not even a comedy, but it could be something with comedic elements, you know, where he's not playing... Like, I feel like he played a much more serious character in Attack the Block than he did, obviously, in Star Wars. So I could see him playing up to that personality a little bit more, that side of his skill, you know? 
Yeah. Um, oh, he helped write uh, The Adventures of Tintin. That's what it was. Yeah, because I think, uh, didn't Edgar Wright, I think him and Edgar Wright worked on that together as well, yeah, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Sorry, I'm eating chips. It's okay. There's sriracha. I can't blame you. So good. Um, sriracha in the simpler times, man. I'll pretty much just watch anything John Boyega's in for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see uh, Joss Whedon direct John Boyega. That would be, like, incredible. I have to go change my pants real quick because <laughs> I just jizzed. Yep. Moving on from that because that's pretty much it. That's it. Pretty simple. It's pretty much it. Um, here's something that the internet will freak out over. As if the internet doesn't freak out about anything. Fox had their little binoculars up in their high tower. And they watched as Sony and Marvel struck a deal. And they scoffed at them. You know, they said, ha, we'll never do that. That's ridiculous. And then uh, Spider-Man was in Captain America. I'm sorry, Spider-Man Civil War featuring Captain America. Yeah. And uh, they said, wait. Holy shit, that worked out great. They made a billion dollars. Holy shit. This is a good deal. Uh, now Fox is considering a crossover with Marvel. Of course they are, you motherfuckers. Well, okay. On one hand, it is completely selling out. Which yeah. is funny because I've all I've ever wanted in my life is all the rights back at Marvel. Yeah. We've got Spider-Man back. That's a big win for me. Yeah. Having the X-Men well, back would be also super cool, but you know they're just doing it because someone else did it first. Yeah, exactly. Like you should have done it like, forever ago. Yeah. I feel like it's their it's their loss to capital to not to not have capitalized on that. And they're going to get less money. They're not going to get as good of a deal well, I think than Sony got because mm, it was like like a 50-50 On one thing. hand though, maybe because they have more characters they That's have true. the rights to more characters than Sony. That's true, did. but besides Wolverine, like nobody, none of those people. Maybe Cyclops would be showing up in an in a Avengers movie, but like nobody besides Wolverine is really going to show up in an Avengers movie or in a Thor movie or in an Iron Man movie. You They've know? got rights to Fantastic Four as well, though. That's true, but nobody wants to touch that shit after last year's disaster. But especially with Marvel having Spider Man, Spider Man and Fantastic Four are big collaborators in the yeah. Marvel universe. Yeah. If you could tie all that shit in together. It know, would man. be tough. It seems like a good deal. The thing, because the problem with Fox is they can't even tie their own goddamn universe together <laughs> with X Men. The continuity is so fucked up that, like, that's true. You know, like it's just going to make things more convoluted. Um, you know, I could see this maybe happening when they get a new Wolverine, and you want to use this as a new way to introduce. How dare introduce. you? Well, he's not going to be in any more. He's got the solo movie, and then Hugh Jackman's done. So, Wait, who? I mean, he'll probably who? huge jacked man. Hmm. Uh, we'll probably get some cameos and stuff like that, but he's not going to be doing anything too crazy. I'm going to miss huge jacked man. Yeah. Sad. Very sad. It's the end of an era. I would pour one out for some homies, but I want to drink my beer instead. Um, <laughs> and not have to clean it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's also a big part of it. Um, no, I think it would be super dope. This is anything, and this is everything any nerd has ever wanted. Yeah. It is like basically just everything back, and maybe not. Rights back at Marvel, but at least able to be accessed but by Mar Marvel. Well, it's at Marvel having a say in how things should be done so that things yes. are done right, you know? And being able to see Wolverine and Spider-Man. Yeah. Do you know how many Wolverine and Spider-Man moments there are in the comic book universe? Yeah. I can't tell you how a many ton. because there's a shit ton of them. Yeah. Also, Fox owns Deadpool. 
I know. Deadpool Spider-Man that crossover? Opens, that opens the floodgates right there, dude. Opens all of the floodgates, yeah. man. You and can put Ryan Deadpool Reynolds, in everything. Ryan Reynolds has a, signs a 20-picture contract to make 20 cameo appearances in all the subsequent <laughs> movies, you know? And you know like, he would do it. Oh, yeah. And you that's know the beauty, he would do that's it. That's the beauty of, like, a character like that with Deadpool where he could just pop into a scene and be like... Wait, what, what am I doing in this movie? And then he just walks away. And you know, he loves kind of the character and like the yeah. spirit of the character so much that he would yeah. totally do it. Yeah. And I think that's dope. And I'm actually yeah. totally okay with this. And I hope yeah. that it happens. Everybody predicted it was going to happen. They're like, oh, Sony did it. Yeah. You're next, Fox. And it's like, yeah. And I actually remember reading that Fox was like, we have no plans on doing such. Yeah. And that was not very long ago. And now they're like, it's kind of it's kind of amazing to me to think how far Marvel has come in twenty years. Like they were bankrupt in the nineties, weren't they? That's or was why, it the eighties? No, that's yeah. That's, that's why, why they, they sold, sold all, all the rights, all their properties. Yeah. yeah, to to basically get them. So it's kind of amazing to see how like finally twenty thirty years later they're going to be finally getting these characters back. You know, the the cycle will be complete, so to speak. I mean, every journey has to start somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. As a uh, was it Kanye or Jay Z? Started from, no Drake. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Yep. This is basically from Marvel's. Now we here. <laughs> this is basically Marvel's Drake song. Yeah. It's great. And speaking of Sony, which we were just talking about, man, we're tying in so well this episode. Yeah. Segways are on point. Yeah, segways are on point. Uh, Sony with this Spider-Man Homecoming and this new Spider-Man universe. They want to make actually like a Spider-Man universe, right? Not just like mm-hmm. a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. They want to do shared universe. They want to have a, a big universe, which yeah. I think is great. Yeah. Um, you got Venom. Yeah. Could be a standalone film. Yep. But they're talking right now about a Silver Sable movie, which, which is yeah. Which if you don't know who it is, no, I don't. I'd never heard of her before. It's a woman. A uh, a mercenary, that you know. Kind of just teams up with Spider-Man every now and then. <laughs> they have differing views or whatever, yeah. as as they do, because it's witty yeah. and fun. Um, I think it's crazy that they're already considering, because we talked about this last podcast or the podcast before about how Marvel won't make a Black Widow movie. Yeah. And they might make a Captain Marvel movie yeah. before making a Black Widow movie, so on and so forth, that Sony, the piece of shit superhero movie-making company that it is, could make a female superhero movie before Marvel. Yeah. Does that not blow your mind? Yeah, it does a little bit. That's crazy. I mean, I feel like, if anything, this is... this Because Silver Sables... I don't know if that character is marketable enough in her own movie, unless Spider-Man makes an appearance, which they would obviously oh, have to do. He would have to. Yeah. But uh, I feel like this is something that might be better served down the line as like kind of a Jessica Jones kind of deal, where it's like you have the series to introduce the character, and maybe Spider-Man makes an appearance or yeah, something. Yeah. And then, even maybe she even has she fights with the defenders or wh- something happens like that. Where yeah. it's and then you lead that to a movie. You know what I mean? Or you have uh, her be like almost like uh, another sort of co-hero in a movie. Like yeah. it's like a buddy team cop movie, like with Spider-Man and, and her. Well, this know, makes me wonder if she'll be in Homecoming. Because there's no way they're already talking about making a film for her. There's a lot they... of villains in that fucking movie. <laughs> but she's not a villain. That's true. But I'm just saying there's a lot of, like, supporting yeah, yeah. characters in that movie already. But, like, why would you I talk like about making would, a I solo like, film if you aren't thinking of introducing her? I feel like that would be smart. But her. The thing is, too, is that they're, 
they're still filming Homecoming right now, obviously. So yeah. Um, and by the way, have you seen those pictures of Tom Holland and costume on set? Hell yeah! It's cool. I'm pretty stoked. It's really cool. It looks like a less evolved version of like what Tony gave him in Spider-Man: Civil War. Yeah, that could just be like a stunts, like a. Yeah, it's because it's not CGI'd yet. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's not CGI'd yet. I'm stoked, man. Yeah, me too. Um, the Silver Sable movie, I. Uh, I don't know. I I I I've read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Spider-Man comic books, from Ultimate Spider-Man to Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, yeah. the annual issues. I've been reading Spider-Man for as long as I can fucking remember, and uh, the amount of times Silver Sable has come up has been uh, very very small. So it's weird that they would choose that character do you think it's just because she's a woman well no it could be that but it also could be that that fact exactly is is the idea that she's not a well-known character so we have a lot of latitude with what we can to do whatever we want we can do what we want with her you know we can kind of reinvent the character if we need to a little bit and make her fit the needs of our story make her maybe like the female punisher exactly oh yeah yeah so it could be that kind of thinking too but you know you never know it's interesting to me for that. Uh, it's like when they tried to introduce Lady Deathstrike in that fight with Wolverine, and then she just kind of yeah. like died in that one fight with Wolverine. Yeah, in X2. And it was like, well, that was that. And she was Asian. I think Lady Deathstrike is Asian. Though. Is she? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't remember. I thought they they gender swapped it, but which is okay because it's. I'm not saying anything against Asian people. I just, wow, Taylor. I was just asking God. I'm so like, um, so terrible to other people. The main topic today is very sad. Indeed, we have reported on celebrity deaths on the podcast a couple times. I think we talked about David Bowie, Prince. I know we talked about Alan Rickman. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're all sad, right? Because they're people that contributed to the arts, which I'm heavily influenced by and a part of. Uh, but not not a death has affected me quite like this maybe since Robin Williams died a couple years ago, which was... Yeah, that one was pretty rough for a lot very of Very sad because he's kind of like everybody's older grandpa. Yeah. Or older great uncle or whatever. Um, and this is quite the opposite. Instead of uh, a grandpa or a great uncle, this is more of uh, your younger brother or, or like your best friend. Yeah. Uh, Anton Yelkin yeah. died last week. Yeah. And uh, it was really sad. It was like just kind of weird. I uh, s- yeah. I still don't even really know how to process it, man. I woke up to a text from someone that I don't even really know. They just know that yeah. what I do. And um, they said, hey, did you hear about, about Anton Yelkin? And your first thought about someone that young is never dead. Oh, like he got cast to, like in the new yeah. Star Wars movie. I was, I was like, oh, my God, like this is going to be great news for him. He's like yeah. fucking James Bond or yeah. it's in the new Star Wars movie. Or like, yeah. oh, at, at, at worst, he got caught fucking Jennifer Lawrence in the middle of Hollywood Boulevard. Like, <laughs> like exactly. something crazy happened, right? And then uh, I literally just Googled <laughs> Anton Yelkin. And the first thing that popped up was a TMZ article that said, freak accident causes Anton Yelkin's death. Yep. And I immediately just, like, 
What the fuck? Dude, I didn't even read it. I just put my phone down and I went, no. Yeah. Like, just no. I yeah, don't even want to know that it's it real. It was also real when I first found out, too. I was like, wow, that's weird. And then, like, you learned that, like, he was, like, pinned, right? Like, so, the, the yeah. incident itself is even the more surreal part. You know, like, what happened is, like, whoa, that's just weird. He owned a Jeep Cherokee. Yeah, which um, apparently was recalled, and now there's There have been of a like, bunch of recalls on the car because yeah. the, sh- the shifter on the car... Well, with, with wouldn't shift up and stay up, right? So, like, well, if you put your car in a park and drive, well, one of the one of the things with new cars is they have a parking button. Like, it, there's no shifting position for park. No, but so yes, with things like like the Prius. Yeah, and stuff. I thought it was. I thought that's no, what no. it was. So those cars have a shifter where you push it up to park. Yeah, and then let go, and it snaps back to middle. Yeah. Or you push it up to neutral, snaps back to middle. Yeah. Pull it down to drive, snaps back to middle. Yeah. Right? So when I pull my car into park, yeah. I push it up, and it uh, stays yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Pull it to neutral, it stays back. there. Pull it to drive, it stays there. Yeah. Those cars, you push it, and it snaps back to center yeah. always. So that can be confusing on yeah. what gear you're in. And apparently his car was left in neutral, and he got out of his car to go check his mail. And the car rolled back down the hill and pinned him. Between his mountain mailbox. Between the gate, the mailbox, and the car. It's fucking crazy, dude. It's pretty fucking intense. And yeah. uh, he's not the most famous person in the world. No. Right? He's not like a Brad Pitt or like a Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Um, but I think he was on his way to being that. He was one of the great young actors of our generation. You know what I mean? This would this would be the equivalent of like someone like Jennifer Lawrence just dying suddenly. And you're like, that's so much wasted talent. But it's just that he's not as famous as Jennifer Lawrence is. But it's that same kind yeah. of deal where it's like he was definitely bound to be one of the one of the most well regarded actors of our yeah. generation. And even with that, um, I think that like there are people that have bad things to say about Jennifer Lawrence, right? Like I yeah. think this he's 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 nobody had was, bad things to say about. Yeah, he was one of the younger like he was never involved in any kind of like scandal, no nothing. He was just one of like the most pure hearted, yeah, just talented fucking people. Yeah, and uh, he now he's just fucking gone. Yeah, and and uh, from from a lot of what I read of people, you know, f- famous people that had worked with him before and stuff, what they said about him was that this he just he was just had a passion for the arts, you know, like yeah. he just wanted to. Well, do... I have friends that went to high school with him. Yeah, he grew up here in the San Fernando Valley. Yeah, and I have uh, our friend he Lauren lived here in the San has Fernando yeah. Valley. our friend Lauren who's been on the podcast a couple times. Yeah. Uh, she was sharing a story with me about how she was struggling trying to carry things. Yeah. And uh, he just came over and, like, helped her. Yeah. Like, he... Like, there was no ego there, you know? Like, he was just very down-to-earth is what I've heard from a lot of people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of sad, but, you know, I guess we wanted to take this time to remember, you know, some of his work. And, you know, I, I certainly remember the first time I saw him in a film. Was it Charlie Bartlett? No, it was actually Alpha Dog was the first time. Alpha I saw Dog, him. okay. Yeah. yeah, and then and then there's one movie in particular JT. that I wanna that I wanna talk a little bit about because I actually think it's one of his his earlier performances that is super highly underrated. Um and it's this tiny little movie called Fierce People that he did. Fierce People? Yeah. Okay. And I'm, it came out in two thousand five and it's got like it. it's got Diane Keaton, a young Chris Evans, uh like no Fantastic shit. Four era Chris Chris Evans. 
Uh, it's got Donald Sutherland. Damn. It's got a bunch of uh, fucking Kristen Stewart, was she, when she was young, plays his love interest in the movie. And it's this really crazy movie. It's not the best movie overall, but I think his performance actually elevates the movie, which yeah. I think when looking back on a lot of his movies, um, I feel like his performances were usually better than the movies he was in most of the time. You know what I mean? Oh, like I can he, see that. He was one of those people that had the ability to make a movie better just because he was in it. You know what I mean? And that, to me, is something that's that's kind of rare. You know what I mean? Um, I've heard that about a lot of his performances. There was a movie... Um, the name's escaping me now, but it's got Tom Hiddleston in it. I think it was called Only Lovers Left Alive. Yeah, Only, and, only uh, Lovers Left Alive. Yeah, and uh, he's not like the lead of that film, but I've just heard that like his performance, was that Tilda Swinton and uh, Tom Hiddleston? I believe so. Yeah, I just heard that his performance really brings that movie into like its own. Yeah, it was cool. Um, good to know. Even when I'm intoxicated that I know <laughs> things that you can uh, remember things. Yeah. That I could just have this knowledge in my head. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> it's funny that you say alpha dog, man. Cause I remember, Cause that cast, man. That cast was nice. Emil Hirsch. It was great. Like it's got a good cast, and then you've just got this little Anton Yelkin being yeah. kidnapped, and like even the people in that film who were supposed to hate him, like end up like loving him. Yeah. And I feel like I mean it's a movie, so clearly that's how yeah. it was written. But you can't help to but think that, that like performance, that's just how it would have been. Yeah, because you love that character. By the time that okay, spoiler alert, he dies. He dies <laughs> at the end. They basically kill him out in the middle of the desert and bury him. And when that happens, Neil Hurst is the only one that wants to do it. At that yeah, point. well, that's, everyone is like, whoa, man. And like, well, friends. that's what I'm saying. Like the, the, I feel like the audience feels the same way because of his charisma on yeah. like his performance. You know, that was undoubtedly his breakout performance. You know, yeah. that sort of well, everything. Charlie Bartlett. Yeah, but I feel like him, him, Alpha him Dog, and RDJ have such good chemistry in the movie. But the thing is, is Charlie Bartlett didn't have as big of a, a following as That's true. Alpha Dog did. You know, like that Alpha Dog got more exposure because it, you know, and it was also before RDJ had his research and so he wasn't as big of a star. His then comeback. Too. Yeah. Um, I will say that when they were doing the Fright Night reboot, I was like, I'm just going to nope the fuck out of this yeah. one. Yeah, no, and thank he you. made the movie totally watchable. Him and, him and uh, Colin Farrell. Well, him and Colin Farrell and then David Tennant in that movie is fucking oh, yes. brilliant, Absolutely. dude. Is the Chris Angel type. David Tennant did a great... But, yeah. like, I was so against that remake. Yeah, I mean, and I then, was just uh, like, this is stupid. I watched it, and I just went, it's fucking adorable. Yeah. Like, I'm... I'm into this. Like, it's not the best movie, but it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's really fun. And I feel like the chemistry, especially between, like you said, Farrell and... Yeah, and, he did this movie called yeah. The Avengers of Odd Thomas or something like that as well. Oh, yes. I, it's funny. I actually, when I heard about his death, I just searched Netflix that day. I was like, oh, I'm looking for something yeah. to watch. I was like, I want to watch an Anton Yelkin movie just, you know, to rem- yeah, in yeah. remembrance. Remember the good things. And that came up. And I watched it. And it was actually pretty solid. I, w- I was surprised I'd never heard of it. I do think that that's probably one of the movies, though, as well, that we were talking about, where, like, his makes performance it. makes the movie good. Absolutely. Like, without him, that probably Absolutely. would have been a pretty and, shit movie. And that's kind of the way I feel about, again, like, Fright Night, too. Like, yeah. it's one of those movies where it's just those B, B-level movies. But, I mean, that was a fucking Steven Summers movie. So, yeah. it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can only... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It only gets so good. Yeah. Um, but Willem Dafoe in that movie is <laughs> absolutely <laughs> insane, and I love it. Yes, absolutely. Um... One of my absolute favorite Anton Yelkin movies of all time 
Um, I know. I, I know what you're gonna say before you're gonna say it. Do you? Yeah. I have this a little 2011 film. What's it called, Taylor? Uh, it starts with an L. It is. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. So I have a thing for. Not only do I love like. I love little indie films, but I actually have a list of some of my favorite movie trailers of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched a trailer and just gotten like fucking goosebumps? Yeah. Like, I want to oh, watch absolutely. this fucking movie, yeah. right? Like some of my favorite films I've ever seen, their trailers fucking sucked, right? Yeah. Like some really good movies have shitty trailers. Some really shitty movies have really good trailers. Yep. But I have a list of like of my favorite movie trailers for good movies of all time, right? Yeah. And one of them is Like Crazy. Which him and Felicity, my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, wife to be. Wife to be. Uh, in this little movie called Rogue One coming out this year. Um, I, it was just like the trailer. Like, first of all, I will say that the movie itself is just fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but the trailer, man. Like being like a little bipolar emo person that writes all the time like yeah i just i just it it suckered me man i yeah. loved it i just yeah i i still just go and search and watch dude the day he died i went and watched that trailer like four times yeah. like it's such i remember a, you telling me about the shower scene too and like yeah. that's was before i saw that movie and i was like oh this is awesome it's <laughs> fucking crazy it's man yeah. like there wasn't a script for that movie bro is it like crazy or is it just crazy <laughs> it's like Sorry, crazy I had, man. To, I had to do it <laughs> um they wrote like a 70 yeah. page treatment yep and they just let the actors like feel the moment which sounds mm-hmm. super douchey and like avant-garde but it works yeah. for the film and it's so you really feel like these people are in a relationship yeah and um again could other actors have done this maybe a handful yeah but i really think that he in this film is what makes it so fucking amazing yeah he's so good yeah with, and like without having a script yeah he just yeah, he, and the, and and I haven't seen Green Room, but I hear Green Room's incredible. Damn, as well. that was gonna be the last point that I talked oh, about. Sorry. We'll, <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll just talk about it now. Yeah. I've been trying to find. So apparently, you can't you can't get a copy of it to like rent until like July twelfth. Oh, so wow. I've been just like trying to find like a place that ele- like illegally download this shit because I want to watch it like now. Yeah, and it's super hard to find. Yeah, but it's got Imogen Poots and fucking Patrick Stewart. Yeah, like, I really, Stewart, dude. I really yeah. want to watch this movie called Green Room that he's yeah. in. Um, but I'm gonna have to wait, unfortunately. Yeah, Ugh, then, I'm so um, mad. I mean, I was trying to go from like least famous yeah, movies. Like, I know. I'm sorry. Th- no, it's fine. <laughs> but but like, still, like the next big thing that I mean, he was. Chekhov. Was, yeah, well, in Star he, Trek. Yeah, and in the same year, he was also Kyle Reese in Terminator Salvation. He was in which that he piece was of shit. one of the best fucking parts about that <laughs> yeah, movie yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. He was also um, in that piece of shit. He movie. wasn't enough to elevate that movie to to from being <laughs> shitty, but you know, it's probably because he was only a supporting character. So. Yeah, yeah, he didn't just have enough yeah. screen time. Yeah, Christian um, Bale was too yell- too busy yelling at electricians. At the gaffer, yeah, yeah, behind like, the scenes. If Anton Yelkin was in the scene too many times, though, who do you think you are? Um, where is she? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. Um, but fucking Chekhov, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big one that, you know, like, I told people, oh, did you hear about Anton Yeltsin? And, like, for instance, my girlfriend, she didn't know him by name, and I was like, he's the guy who played Chekhov, and she's like, oh, no! Like, <laughs> she knew who he was instantly, so it's like, that's definitely the role that's gonna sort of, I think, immortalize him, like, people are gonna This is gonna be the last film for... we get to see with him in. I know. Is fucking Star Trek Beyond. I know. I'm going to be honest with you. 
I kind of was like, meh, maybe I'll see it. Now you want to see it. And now I'm, well, man, I now I felt, have to see I it. I kind of felt the same way where I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's cool because Simon Pegg wrote it too, but still, yeah. um, I was still iffy on it. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's just really sad, man, because he brought a lot to that role and made pretty much a useless nothing character. Well, he wasn't useless in the first movie, but made turned <laughs> made something more of the character than just having him be a plot device, you know? Which is just kind of what he does as an actor. Exactly. You know what I mean? And the even sadder part about all of this is he was actually gearing up to direct his first feature film no. in just a couple weeks, dude. That's no. where he was going, like, to meet up with people. He was getting ready he was to directing? direct. He was going to direct his first feature film, and he freaking killed himself essentially <laughs> which is crazy to think about the other the other crazy thing that i was really tripping on hardcore when i found out about this was that he was 27 the 27 club and i well the thing is though is like i'm 27 like the crazy thing to think to think about is like how much he accomplished and like he's just as old as i am you know like yeah. that's fucking like it just makes you think about your mortality a little bit more you know like even Absolutely. you know like freak shit just happens, you know, and it's like sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. So it's just kind of, uh, it's a little sobering, you know what I mean? Um, but at the same yeah. time, like I said, we got to remember the good times and remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's making me want to go back and watch a bunch of movies I would have never watched before. Yeah, I really want to go back. He was in this movie in 2014 called Rudderless. Mm. And like, I think I've seen. I had almost no interest in watching this film. It's about like a dad whose like son dies, but he's a musician and he like gets Anton Yelkin to help him like recreate his son's music or whatever. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I didn't really have any much. I don't know. I just didn't really want to watch it. But now, yeah, I kind of want to just go back and watch everything yeah. he's ever done. Oh wow. Okay. Well, actually, Star Trek Beyond isn't going to be the last thing that he was ever in. It says that. Uh, well, at least on the Wikipedia page, it says that there's f- beside uh, besides Star Trek, there's four other posthumous releases. Okay. So that's good. At least we'll we're get a get little bit more of them. Stuff, but still, it's also sad <laughs> to see someone man. on the screen after they've. And he was in the Troll Hunters series that uh, Del Toro's been working on, too. You know, it makes me super sad that I just read on IMDb. What? I love New York, I Love You. Yeah. But the segment was Brett Ratner. Oh, that's the one he was in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> that's a hard pill to swallow, isn't it, Joel? That's a very hard pill to swallow. <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. Something that I... Been wanting well, to dude, watch see, well. that that proves that Anton Yelchin can even trump uh, Brett Ratner. <laughs> like, he can even override that shittiness. He was in a TV series called Huff. I've never seen it. Um, <laughs> but you're like, I, inst- I need to watch it. I mean, it's Hank Azaria and Padgett Brewster. Okay. Uh, who I like, the both of them. And he's in this television show. It's only got t- two seasons, I think. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's like, it's on one hand, it sucks that, like, this is what it brings, like, this is what had to happen for me to discover all these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is what it is, though. You know, you just got to... I don't have a lot of people that I, like, like aspire to work with. I always kind of assume that the people we're going to yeah. be working with are people that, like, we're coming up with. Yeah. Right? Like, if you look at, like, Brad Pitt, he knew... Right? Like... Everybody yeah. knows those people that they grew up with because they're all working in the industry at the same time. They're all coming up together yeah. on the rungs of the ladder, as they say. So I don't – I don't know. I don't really have a lot of people that I, like, look up at and be like, oh, man, I hope to work with them someday. Like, yeah. if it happens, it happens, you know, because they'll still probably be in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but someone that I always, always really wanted to work with was Anton. Yeah. I thought like, man, that guy. Yeah. Seems like he could do fucking anything. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I still don't even It's like, damn it. <laughs> well, we gotta we gotta be uh somewhat positive. We're just like this is gonna be like the worst episode for people to listen to because we're just like all sad about his death. Ah, they're just gonna be as sad as we are, man. Yeah. Well hopefully they'll they'll, you know, at least if if anything, they'll have heard about some stuff that they hadn't seen and, and go, go, ch- check, and it go out. check it out. You know, I think fierce people is actually one of those little gem. gem I hadn't seen movie, it either. So know? I'm going to have to go check uh, it out. Like I said, it's not the best movie, but it's, it's, it's fun. You know, like there's a lot of fun stuff in that movie. So, um, you know, I just hope that people, you know, see some of the stuff that they hadn't heard of and, you know, commemorate a great actor. I hope that I just wake up tomorrow like, and he's alive. I feel again. like this is how maybe, maybe how f- people felt about like, Kind of like a James Dean or like a Jimi Hendrix when that happened, you yeah. know, like it sort of hits you and you're like, damn it, we lost someone like great, you know, uh, who who had the ability to become great, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's always sad when someone dies, but yeah, like I think it's one one thing to say like uh, Prince had done a lot, right? A lot of drugs. He he had all <laughs> Jesus, attack of the bugs. But he had already been successful. He had done what you know what he was put on this earth to do. Yeah. Same with Robin Williams. Sure, he could have made More the movies. Jumanji remake and yeah. another flubber, and but he gave us, you know, the laughs and yeah. he was everybody's dad, you know. Yeah, I, like the people that die who were older, it's sad, but they were here. But we still, they still had a full life. Yeah, and like, yeah. what else? You don't know what else he could have done. Yeah, he could have been the biggest fucking movie star in the world, man. Yeah, the next Tom Cruise. Yeah, except way cooler. Yeah, and, and not a way and way less douchey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it is you know like it's uh, you can't really play that what if game, but I th- you know it's funny. I think uh, I think a lot of people. He's one of those people. A lot of people have seen him in something. They just didn't know his name. They, they don't know, know, know it's him. Yeah, know his yeah. Name, you know what I mean. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, gotta do what you can with it. Use it as a lesson, I guess, to live life more, uh, to live that American Pie life even more fully, and always put your car in park. Yeah, and take never, that take that extra second to make sure your car. Never in buy a goddamn Jeep Cherokee. Welcome to Pop Pop PSA. <laughs> the more you yeah. know. Exactly. Uh, before we all start fucking crying. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Yeah, go watch all those films that we mentioned. Go IMDb and just watch everything. He was uh, a beautiful human being. I would say start with Light Crazy. I would say that's one of my favorite movies yeah. that he's been in. Um, if you had to say one thing, would it be The Fierce People? No, I think that's, you know, once you get to know him as an actor. I would say if you if you would start with something like Light Crazy or even Star Trek is a good introduction into him, sort of what he does, you know? Yeah. Even though he's a very minor role in that movie, maybe... I would say Alpha Dog. Alpha Dog. Because that's okay. like his sort of biggest yeah, yeah. starring role. Um, but regardless, I think anything you watch him in, you can I mean, sort Justin of Timberlake's in that movie, so I mean, you know just, it's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, Justin Timberlake's not a bad actor. It's no, he did a good job. In, when he's in bad, I didn't really like him in Bad Teacher that much. But everything yeah. else he's been in, I've actually really liked his acting. So Yeah, he's one of those triple threats for sure. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Fucking flies, dude. <laughs> it's just Jesus. actually one fly just coming back over and over again. I know, he's like attacking me right now. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to episode 25 of Pop Pop the Pop Culture Podcast. I'm your LA nerd, Joel Reeves. You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at I'm the LA nerd. I'm here with Taylor Salem. Thanks for listening, everyone. For being, for being sad with us for a few minutes. <laughs> I hope you cried as much as we did on the inside. Yeah, hopefully we won't cry until the next quarter quell. Oh, an episode, Sorry, to, episode but, 50. I had to button it up. You know, it's I had okay. to segue us out of this. Um, if you want to be on a Comic-Con episode of Pop Pop, just let us know. Um, Seriously. We, we're going to need all the guests we can muster. Yeah. Or if you're just going to be at fucking Comic-Con and you want to get fucked up, let us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know. We'll, we'll be, be doing that drinking. too. Yeah. Hell yeah. We'll be, you know, partying it up at the 43rd on, on the hi- in the Hyatt. <laughs> well, I thought... Was, the top of the Hyatt. Did, didn't we get... Did you get the Hyatt again this year or no? No, no, no. But we always go to the top of the Hyatt bar. I know. We'll well, be wasn't there. it closed last year, remember? It we was closed for renovations. Like, what the fuck? But, but I've heard cool. it's done. It'll be open now. I've heard it's done. Um, <laughs> and then all the construction that's happening at the Hilton, too, is hopefully done now. Like, they were supposed to put that oh, extra ballroom Oh, the Marriott. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Sorry. That's yeah, what yeah. I meant. My bad. Um, anyway yeah sorry comic con talk later you nerds see ya